Well, day two of the Dome three-man umpire camp was a success. We had really good weather here in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Uh, for the day, I was uh, working in the cage with guys uh, for um, plate things, okay? Uh, primarily, though, we were working with the strike zone technology, the laser strike zone technology. have it hooked up to a computer and a screen and everything, and uh, we would be throwing pitches and having guys call pitches. Sometimes when we had the different teams, the JUCO teams that were playing, that would warm up uh, new pitchers that would be coming in, we'd use some of those. But primarily we have a catcher and, and one of us instructors, you know, I, I did my fair share, would uh, be throwing in pitches from about, you know, 25, 30 feet away or whatever and trying to hit different parts of the strike zone and, you know, helping guys with their stance and uh, their head height and, and how they're calling pitches, but also just understanding the um, different parts of the strike zone that sometimes we miss. And primarily, the biggest thing was the top of the strike zone, all right? Um, sometimes we'll get those looping kind of breaking pitches that might nick the bottom of the zone, and those were kind of issues at times too. And when I was throwing, I was always trying to, to, to hit those and see if guys could get those strikes. Um, but the top of the zone is something that I think – um, a lot of umpires at all levels um, miss pitches there. Um, and if you can consistently get that top of the zone, um, one, your games are going to be quicker and things are going to go along a little bit better. But also, um, you know, you're just going to be a better umpire. I mean, that's, that's what we're, we're supposed to call the, the whole strike zone. So the strike zone technology, um, you kind of set it up. We ended up setting it up with uh, 18 inches at the bottom of the zone. And it was... 48 inches at the top at first they had it 50 that was too much um you know what the uh, company suggests then we um went down to 46 because it seemed like that was just a little high um and that seemed to be about the right spot that we wanted it to be and it worked quite well um you know sometimes with this strike zone thing if the sun is too bright on it it can kind of mess up the lasers a little bit we kind of had to do that so we had to put something to kind of shade it a little bit it probably would work a little better inside and uh you know you can switch it back to left-handed right-handed tells you what you you know what pitch you have it, it has the black so it's about on each side of the plate about one ball on each side of the plate so we were able to uh say you know if getting one ball off the plate is acceptable um more than one ball you know Unless you're working a really, really terrible baseball game and you got to get everything you can that's almost on the lines of the batter's box or something, then it's uh, that's not really acceptable, especially at good high school level or, you know, obviously collegiate level. So that was, um, it was, it was good. I think the guys really got a lot out of it and um, made them kind of think about what they were calling. We had also issues with guys that mainly because of their head height weren't able to see some of those outside pitches or they ended up just kind of guessing on some of them, you know, uh, depending, depending on a righty or lefty batter. So there's a few umpires that had um, some issues there that were kind of brought to their attention. So I guess it just kind of shows you a little bit of some of the flaws. It's always something at a camp where you're in, in a cage, you're doing cage work and, you know, there's a more experienced umpire there and he's giving you feedback and, you know, pitch comes in and, it's like, well, that's a strike, and you balled it, or whatever, vice versa, whatever it was. And you think, yeah, well, he's probably right, but I don't know. But when you have this kind of third, neutral third party, which is the machine, um, 
it says, yeah, that's a strike or that's a ball. And it's, it's pretty legit. I mean, it's not taking some opinion or their eyes are looking at it a little differently or their angles a little different. It's, it's got its way of doing it. So, um, they're definitely worthwhile. I suggest that if, uh, they're not cheap, of course, and there's a few different versions of those, you know, strike zone technology type devices out there, but definitely worthwhile for training, um, and any kind of association at any level, uh, that could be very valuable to those that want to, uh, try to get a little bit better and get a little bit different kind of feedback. Obviously, they use similar types of things, but more technologically advanced at the uh, major league level and other levels to uh, track pitches as well. But uh, it's definitely something that I think a lot of groups around the country should try to look into. So um, we had a, a good time after the, uh, the games were happening. Uh, I didn't really see too many games on the field because I was in the cage. Uh, but I saw you know a few things that were happening. One situation I saw, um, you know, and this could be at any level, whether you're working and also any kind of mechanics, two, three, four, man, whatever you're working, you know, the whole concept of voluntary release. Um, we want we want the, a player like makes a diving catch, you know, and it's in his glove and then he hits the ground and, you know, he rolls or whatever the heck happens and then he gets up and the ball's on the ground. Well, he's got to take it out of his glove himself, you know. So, under, you know, we had a situation where it was called a, an out on a, something similar to that where, you know, that that's, I mean, it looks like he caught it, but, you know, in the rules, um, no, he didn't, you know. <laughs> so, um, it's different if a guy makes a great catch and he's running toward the fence and then he makes a quick stop and he starts moving toward the infield to make a throw and then uh, then the ball drops, you know, okay, well, he, he had made the catch and he had changed his direction, so we give him the catch on that. So understanding those things um, and taking your time to see the play all the way through is important. So that was just like one thing that I kind of noticed when I was on the field. Uh, well, I was just watching from the stands there. Before we took off, we always have a little get-together on the, the first big day, which was Saturday night. So a lot of umpires showed up, and that was a good time to talk to some people and get some food and everything. And... Uh, so that was fun. So I will give you the report on uh, day three um, on the second part of this podcast here and uh, let you know how that goes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day three of the Doan Umpire Camp, another beautiful day in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Uh, we had a little slight change of plans, at least my plans, I guess. Uh, we still had everything going on at Davenport University. And I went out there in the morning and helped out a little bit with uh, some of the field instruction. And we talked about um, situations uh, that had happened in some of the games and um, also how to handle certain situations, you know, like with coaches um, and how not to throw your partner under the bus on certain certain things too. Um, but they were running games out there. We had Brent Rice, 
uh, working on a classroom session, uh, which I didn't get to see what he was doing with that, but I'm sure it was something great because he's always a great presenter. I went out to uh, the Meyer Sports Complex and they had uh, collegiate doubleheader um, fall stuff going on. And we had shifted a couple umpires out there and making it three man. So uh, I went there with another instructor and, and we watched those games and helped out those umpires. And uh, some of the things that we kind of noticed, um, I mean, and the guys did a, a solid job for sure. Um, working on reading your partners. Like, for example, if you're U1 and there's a fly ball or something to the left field area that's in U3's coverage, you got to be aware of what he might be doing and watching him and, you know, trying to get ahead of that potential runner in case you got to cover second base in case he goes out or if he goes out late, those kind of things. Because when guys first start working uh, three-man and four-man kind of goes with the same thing, you know, you're naturally just concerned about what you're doing you know i mean making sure you're in the right spot and that you understand what is happening and so that makes it difficult to kind of fill uh, fill in where maybe somebody might have missed a rotation or they're a little bit late but a similar type of thing where um, umpire did a really good job where uh, there was like a fly ball to left field a tag up situation and the u3 was inside i think it was first and third and that's really the catch-no-catch catch and the fair foul for the home plate umpire. But U3 um, should have been splitting the difference between, you know, first and second and having that potential play over there. But he was kind of caught more toward third base. And U1 kind of recognized that and um, cut inside and was able to pick up um, anything that was happening because there was a, a, a tag-up throw home. And then the runner did advance on that throw from first to second base. There wasn't a play there, but, you know, there could be. And somebody's got to be there covering that. That really should be U3, but U1 picked it up. So you've got to kind of see what your partners are doing. I mean, it's all about, you know, that pause, read, react. But part of that is pausing to see what your partners are doing and then see what fielders are doing and reacting to, you know, the situation where the ball is and things like that, too. If you do that, you're able to to do that better. Um, our plate umpire did a good job getting the, the top of the strike zone where uh, that we were talking, me and the other instructor, about uh, how a lot of pitchers are missed on the top of the strike zone. That's something that uh, I think a lot of us can work on. So he was doing a nice job, and 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 my partner, who was a my instructional partner, who was a former AAA umpire. Um, so he's a heck of an umpire. He was talking about timing as well on the plate and something that I hadn't really thought about, but he's so right about it. Um, some guys, you know, when their timing is so quick, uh, you know, basically hitting the glove and they're calling it ball or strike or whatever, um, they have a harder time getting check swings themselves, you know, without having to, you know, go to their base umpire. Um, because they already call it. I'm like, boom, you call the ball. Well, you can't say that he swung now because you just called it a ball. You didn't really give yourself that time to see if he swung and go, yes, he did, you know, and get your signal and everything. And he's so right about that. So, I mean, obviously proper timing in everything we do in umpiring is important, but um, that also gives us the ability to see more aspects of the play and have a better chance of getting it right. So those are some of my observations from um the third and final day of the Doan umpire camp. 
Um, and it was a, a big success for sure. I think uh, a lot of the umpires, we had 41 umpires uh, attend. I think they learned a lot and, and got better, and that's the whole point. And hopefully they will also be able to, you know, move on with their career and move on to bigger and brighter things. That's always what everybody's really trying to do as well. So that concludes the mini episodes for the 2023 Doan Three-Man Umpire Camp.